muted. <laughs> well, there, there we go. Okay, Rhodes. Yeah, yeah. I forgot, man. I forgot. <laughs> well, good morning, everybody. Happy Monday. Hope everybody had a uh, wonderful weekend. We are back here in the house with another morning show, and it's probably going to get a little bit more real on this stream here today because um found out some news uh, yesterday about um, some more censorship on uh, YouTube. And it kind of hit, actually not kind of, it does hit close to home, uh, to be honest with you guys. So pretty, pretty damn will, close to home. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so we will get into that. But uh, Rhodes, how you doing, man? Uh, good morning, Mr. Matrix. Good morning, chat. We are filling Candace Owens' pain, the Daily Wire's pain. We lived it. Yeah, we lived it. Been through it. Got that T-shirt. Don't really want that T-shirt again, to be honest with you, because, <laughs> I, well, and in part because people overwhelmingly, overwhelmingly still wanted us over on YouTube. So yeah. shit gets kind of scary these days. Yeah, yeah, know? and that's the whole reason why we really stopped the live streams on uh, YouTube and just did it on Rumble. And uh, we, don't, we don't make any money on Rumble at all, really. Um, there's really no monetization over there. And, um, so we decided to actually come back here because people wanted us on YouTube, but we're not leaving these streams up. We're not. And, um, it's not going to happen. And this first topic is probably a prime example. Why? Because when you actually go live on YouTube, you can actually get away with some things and then you can just delete the stream right, right there. Right. Uh, we've actually been on a uh, a live stream. Remember when the sports channel first blew up? Um, we were talking. I be believe we were talking about um, the Jacob sports Blake. angle on Jake, Jacob, Jacob Blake, Blake. and yeah. they eighteen plus the live stream because we had super chats coming in, and then I was like, something ain't right. And then somebody in chat said we can't super chat. And I was like, what's going on? And I saw eighteen plus censored. So during the live stream, the live stream wasn't over, doing folks. The, doing the live like stream. Yeah, it was, I think to our, this day, it's still our largest attended live stream we ever had. No, no, actually, um, I believe um, it was after the uh, Dallas Cowboys, um, uh, Dak ran the ball. We had oh, like 27. Is that, is that the biggest Yeah, we had like 2,700 people live on that stream. Yeah. After the game. So th that's our biggest one. But that, that Jacob Blake one was pretty big, though. That uh, Jacob Blake one was the one where Anthony Brian Logan came through and super chatted. Yeah, yeah, so. yeah. He gave he gave yeah. a super chat. And I believe his was probably the last one, and then um, and bam, then it was off. <laughs> yeah, then, then it was off. <laughs> so, yeah. Oh, that's I mean, funny. Made no mistake about it. We are taking a bit of a risk live streaming on YouTube, but it is what it is. Uh, we just take down the stream um, uh, when it's over with. So. Yeah, and I mean it's probably I want to say it's probably as a former IT guy, um hopefully it's okay. Because as long as the 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 platform doesn't have a mirror done while we're on the stream, <laughs> in other words where they they flash mirror the entire server space and then no matter what, the stream is still caught on that mirror. Uh <laughs> and then even if we delete it, they still got it somewhere. Yeah. So well, we, hopefully um, that doesn't happen, you know. We've actually um, deleted, um, like when they um, sit down and struck the um, the network channel, 
they removed the video, but they can still review the video. Right. Still. Right. So. Right. So let's let's say good morning but the, but, to the but Chiz over, but, but overall, though, they can't strike a video that's no longer on the platform. They can't go back th- and do it. You wouldn't think so. No, you know, no. You wouldn't think so. Uh, good morning, Chizat. Let me see who has fallen in. Forrest is in the house. Morticia Cavetes is in the house. Cavetes, I hope that's right. I'm sorry if it's not. Joe Bob Perdue. Mrs. Rance, James 90, Alfred Wayne, TJ the conservative hustler is in the hizzy. Fry my nipples. Um, I may pass on that. Adam Washington. <laughs> he is Iron Man. Sandra Burdick. John Falsetta. Omar Smith in the house. Let's see. Good night, Munchie. Mind's eye. Shorts KC15, and let me, Joe Ferguson, Talana St. Germain, and let me look over at the Rumblers. I, I, I got it. I got okay, it. Okay. Um, Patriot 4165, always here, every stream. Uh, Rhodes is here on the Black and White Sports um, Rumble channel. Uh, Air Raid or AI Raid, Rad 3. Uh, censorship is real and it gets old real fast. Yeah, we'll get into that. Uh, we have a WWG1WGAGT. <laughs> wow, long name, but um, also here's where we got 24 people over there on uh, Rumble right now, and of course, we're streaming live on Twitter as well. So we appreciate everybody coming out. Uh, we already got over a hundred people on YouTube. Uh, right now, so we definitely do um, appreciate uh, the support. And if you want to support the stream, you can uh, donate via Super Chats or on the uh, Rumble Rant side if you're actually on Rumble. Uh, appreciate that. Um, become a channel member also as well because we have um, member live streams every Friday. Uh, me and Rhodes and uh, Silver members on the website, you actually get to be on the panel. So I think that's all the house cleaning we got. Yeah, so. let's rock. Let's rock. Oh, and by the way, if you're listening on podcasts, make sure you subscribe wherever you listen on podcasts and go over to Apple iTunes slash podcast. Leave us a five-star rating. It is helping the podcast. The podcast is growing. It is it's growing. churning, and we're feeling real good about that. If the podcast can grow, then eventually we can hit the Stone Cold Stunner double middle finger to YouTube and deuce out of this bad boy. Yeah. 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 So I would love to be, be awesome. on Pat Bed Davis level, man. I love his podcast. He actually had Andrew Tate on there. He um the stream. He had a hundred and hundred and twenty five thousand people watching it. Um, of course, Damn. I couldn't watch all of it because I'm Damn. preparing for the show and everything. So a lot of a lot of people watching that stream. So I, yeah. I really like his mafia stuff. I am oh, yeah, all yeah. up in his mafia stuff. Yeah. I'm I'm once I go down the mafia rabbit hole, on a side note. Guys, if you're looking for something to watch, of course, I'm a massive fan. That Arnold documentary on Netflix, boy, I, I got it. that son bitch over with as quick as I could. All three episodes, it was really damn good on Arnold Schwarzenegger. And and everybody's involved in that. James Cameron, Sly's in it, Linda Hamilton. I mean, they it's a who's who of people he was with throughout time. 
They, they got some old um, bodybuilding uh, buddies of his. Oh, yeah. Kenny too. Waller's on there. Yeah. Frank yeah. Zane, all the guys from back yeah. in the day. Yeah. Rest that, in peace that, to Franco, though, man. Him and Franco oh, were I know. really, really close. It, it Franco was like my height, man. Around. And Franco was like 180 pounds of like pure muscle, man. Uh, you know, he was in Conan the Barbarian, too. Well, he was in a lot of films. And, yeah. and he's Franco, in a lot of horror films. Franco, pound for pound, was one of the strongest guys in the world. Oh, yeah. His muscles and, uh, were massive. Yeah. Massive, yeah. man. So. Very impressive yeah. physique. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to have to check that out, man. I'm going to have to check yeah, it out. Yeah, it's really good. Yeah. All right. So uh, let's go ahead and get into it. We'll read any Super Chats or Rumble Rants between uh, these segments. So uh, let's get into it, guys. Censorship is real. And you know what, Rhodes? I was at you on Sports Wars yesterday. And at the end, I was saying, um, hey, YouTube is actually treating us pretty good over there on the network channel. We haven't had a single video get demonetized since we actually uh, came back from the channel strike on May the 1st. And they're now monet- is- they're monetizing pretty quick. They're, I mean, yeah. they're the, the channel starting to yeah. starting to wake up, really wake up. I mean, this yeah, we, we were kind of shadow banned bit. for a little bit. And now it's starting yeah. to grow again. Um, we have we're having a really good month over there. But um, then you get hit with a dose of reality that, um, hey, they can Thanos snap your channel like that again. Now, we already got one channel strike, which means we were down for a week. But if they uh, strike us again, um, we're, we're going to be down for two weeks. And if we get another strike, then and this is all in a 90 day period, um, then they take away your channel away. Now, they give you a warning on the first one. They gave us a warning and it was unwarranted completely. They went back and took a video that was five months old down. And what did they call it? Violent content. It was a political campaign ad. They took it down. And I was like, this is BS. This it doesn't was make the, any sense. It was the guy running in Arizona that ran the KKK um when a bunch of angry Ku Klux Klan Democrats are storming your yeah. door, you're going to want your AR-15. It, it was the best political ad I've ever seen. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it was drop the mic, walk out. It was that badass. It was fantastic. And yeah. it served a purpose. It, it did exactly what it was supposed to do for a campaign ad. It was brilliant. Yeah. Real. And five months later, they just decided to take it down and give us a... A warning. And when you get a warning, the warning stays on forever. Channel strikes are on a rotating 90-day basis. So we have like till mid-July before that channel strike that we got in April uh, drops off. But this whole trans thing is kind of touchy when it comes to YouTube. Now, newsflash, YouTube has this... um, Terms of service. And guess what? There is nothing in that terms of service about gendering or misgendering. It does not exist. And the rules on YouTube are pretty vague when it comes to all this stuff. I believe they keep it obscure for a reason. Like the video that we actually um, got taken down. It was a video I shot. It's still on Rumble. And it was about a, it was a Dr. Phil reaction clip. They were talking about the trans issue and Dr. Phil's video is still up. So obviously it's something that I said, 
But on the member stream, we watched it and we didn't find anything hateful about it because they got us for hateful content. And and look, when it comes to this server platform, YouTube's got a lot of bells and whistles that they can give you. And if they demonetize a video, see, they're capable of actually, if they so choose, they've got a, the ability to highlight portions of a video. They do it all the time when it comes to copyright strikes. Like right. if you if you put up somebody up part a clip of somebody else's video and that gets struck, it'll show you the time span that is the issue. So YouTube is capable if they wanted to of narrowing this down to exactly what was wrong with the video, and they right. will not do it. But they did they not do it. They refused to do it. Now, however, they haven't done it they, for they, anybody, to my knowledge. No, no, no. At all. Tim Pool, Tim Pool on Tim Cass IRL got two videos removed. But they did not strike him, and they told him exactly where the section was. So it's a special exception. Now he sh he technically should have got two strikes, but he didn't get, didn't get any. One know why? Probably this is my theory, and he believes this too. Tim Cast IRL is the biggest night show on YouTube. Whenever you super chat, YouTube gets thirty percent of those super chats. That's a whole bunch of money. So if that you gave him a strike. And I guess technically it should have been two. They're down for two weeks. Imagine how much money YouTube would have lost. I didn't think yeah. they wanted that to happen. You know what's ludicrous about that, though, is people like us, YouTube, where do you think this channel is going to be in five years exactly? Yeah. It's going to be no. a massive source of everybody wins. I mean, everybody wins. We have a live stream five years from now. We've got four, five, six, ten thousand, twenty thousand people in here watching. You know, I mean, it's all these, especially these political channels. Hell, we're neck and neck with the big sports channel on new subs this month. I shit you not. I looked yeah, yesterday. Yeah, we doing. We doing really. And good. I was like, it's we, very close. How many subs we have for the month on this channel? We got twelve hundred new subs on this channel for the month okay. through through yesterday. Because the sports channel, because I got it, I'm already in it right now. Through the, the sports 10th. channel, through the tenth, it was the sports channel has fifteen hundred subs so far for the month. Okay, so, so you're a, a two hundred thousand sub channel versus a fifty seven thousand sub channel, and this channel right. is trying to add subs as quick as as that sports channel is right now. Right. It's a win for everybody. Yeah, that's but what believe, doesn't make sense. I believe the alternative is uh, Rumble because Tim Cast IRL. Would have just been on Rumble, and he would have got Rumble rants over there. Probably not as much, but people just would have jumped ship over to um to Rumble and watched his show. I mean, his show is massive. I mean, he has like 50,000, 60,000 people a night watching that thing live. Yeah. So oh. I believe there is a bit of a double standard. But um, always, uh, keep, always keep this in the background, folks, though, when it comes to Rumble. A lot of the people that you go over that is on Rumble that you are watching right now have signed monetized monetization with Rumble. They've got deals contracts. They got deals with Rumble. Okay, so they're not going to die if if they leave YouTube. They're not. They're not. They've got deals worked out. They've got self insulation over there, and right. that only works if eventually Rumble comes to Black and White Network and says. Hey, we'll we'll host you 
for blah, blah, blah amount, then hell yeah, kiss my ass, YouTube. I'm gone. You know, no problem. You know, it'll be the two sports channels and that's it. But, of course, the trans issue, the sports channel is liable to get nailed for crying out loud. Yeah. You know, I mean, you want to it's, talk about it's this. It's been is, a little bit since we put up a video over there on that. This has become the most protected class in all of our society right now is this is this trans movement this trans class what they're claiming that they are versus what i think they are you know what i'm trying to get right, to right but it's clear they're protected without a doubt they are protected yeah. they are insulated yeah um let's go ahead and get into um this candace owens thing right here because right here Candace Owens reveals globally sanctioned lie that led to YouTube suspension. Now, initially, I thought that she was just completely demonetized and she wasn't. Now, it wasn't one particular video either. That nailed her. Apparently, YouTube told her to go go back and delete all the videos. Now, I believe that would be pretty much impossible, you know, depending on how many videos. So. They nailed her with a strike. And um, look here. It says in Instagram video, Owen said YouTube imposed a temporary ban on her channel and said the lockdown was a result of a review of videos in which she refers to trans identifying people by their biological sets. And I showcases think that's people. exactly what's nailing but, people. But the right thing there. is, though, everybody's calling people by their biological sets. I Tim Pool does it. I think we that's still what's we, doing we it. still do it too. Yeah. I don't know anybody on YouTube that talks about Dylan Mulvaney and refers to Dylan Mulvaney as a woman. I believe I they're selective it, on this. I think there's a two headed number one. It's clear YouTube doesn't like the Daily Wire. It's cold. That's that's way clear. Too, we we're gonna get to that's that clear. Man, because yeah. it's gonna be a shocking number of videos that they went after. I I think there's two triggers for YouTube. The biological sex thing, and if you drop the words mental health, I think that is a, a double banger as far as YouTube's concerned. Yeah. And, um, but look, look at this right here. I think it's right. Look at this. Owens blamed YouTube's very opaque policies for multiple hmm. strikes against her account and noted a suspension could last a week or more. Yeah, that's the key word right here opaque policies. Because the only thing they had. And we looked this up when we got our strike was about um, like hate speech towards like gender identity. That was it. It didn't go into any details whatsoever because they don't have a misgendering policy. It does not exist. So. There isn't a whole entire. Um, tweet spread right here, so let me go ahead and um, and show this. Because we, we're going to go over here to um, uh, Candace Owens' uh, Twitter here. And she says, it's true. My YouTube account has been suspended. And here is what I have to say. We don't know exactly what or who is the driving force behind globally uh, sanctioned lies. But what we do know is, is that over the past five years, the prevailing lies of the day have shifted dramatically. It was BLM in 2020 when corporations, governments, and Hollywood were in lockstep 
uh, flying uh, black fist flats and encouraging people to donate their money as a penance for the sin of being born white. And we know that it's almost like a yearly thing, because even in 2020, the trans thing wasn't really much of a thing. I don't remember people talking about it too much. The trans thing really kind of started, I believe, like last year. Okay. Yeah. 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 Uh, It started rising along with the rise of Leah Thomas. That was very close to the same time period. Right. You're right about that. Uh, Then she goes on. She talks about um, it switched to uh, to COVID after that. And then um, basically it gets into the trans thing. Now, Jeremy Boring here. We got to talk about this Twitter thread here. It is massive right here. Now, he is the CEO, co-CEO of the Daily Wire. He puts out over the over the last few months at Real Daily Wire has received 200 violations. Wow. From YouTube <laughs> across our accounts for Matt Walsh, Ben Shapiro, Kansas Owens, Michael Knowles, Jordan B. Peterson, Andrew Clavin, and uh, Brett Cooper. Almost all over coverage of the trans debate. Told 200 yep. violations. Yep. Last month, Matt Walsh's blog was uh, demonetized. On Friday, Candace Owens and Michael Knowles were suspended for seven days after receiving a second strike. So Michael Knowles is involved, too. And uh, Jordan B. Peterson was given his first strike um, three in uh, 90 days, and your account is terminated, which we talked about. In the last 90 days, our accounts have received 104 violations for hateful and derogatory comment. That's the same thing they got us on for one video, um, earning them limited monetization. Now, let me stop right there, Rhodes, because when the video that was taken down for us, guess what? YouTube had monetized that video for two days. Yep. Monetized yep. it. Their system monetizes. They say your video is A-OK. And then somebody went in there and then gave us a strike and demonetize it. They didn't even demonetize the video first. No. They just they just struck the whole shooting match. Yeah. Right. Which I think is bullshit too. I think there should be some some warnings prior to some advisories and 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 because and the reason I believe that is because there's not enough specifics to go on. You're, I yeah. mean, there's just nothing to know what you actually did wrong specifically. They don't tell you. And then I was in the back, you know, I was in the back with uh, YouTube because you can actually chat with uh, YouTube and all in your back office. I was fighting like all day. And it's like, you're not even talking to a person. It's like a robot. Well, we found this uh, video um, in violation of hateful conduct. We'll move it up to somebody else if you fight for it. And then they send you the same email again. Unbelievable. Um, goes on here. Over 25% of the U.S. population gets this news from YouTube. And the Daily Wire is one of the biggest uh, news brands in the space. Last week, our accounts had over 157 million views on YouTube. That is massive right there. Wow. 20 million views a day. And they're silencing the Daily Wire. Obviously, they don't like the Daily Wire. They don't. I mean, this is just stunning right here. Uh, He goes on. I'm not going to read all this, but I'm kind of skimming over. 
uh, says one day YouTube will reverse uh, this policy just like it did with many COVID and election policy. Yeah, the COVID policies are pretty much gone. The election policies gone. But the whole trans thing, though, they didn't, they didn't even come out and give policies on trans. There wasn't there was an original policy for it to begin with. There I wasn't mean, there wasn't there was policies no policy. on it. There wasn't any policies on elections either until after January sits, I believe. And then they started Look, putting in and then they started nailing channels. If, if you're preaching your platform as an open debate space, then shut the hell up and get out of the way. I, I, I'm just going to keep it real. Shut up, get out of the way. Unless there's an actual hateful slur that's used, and I'm talking about a despicable. You want to know the truth? In my opinion, there's not but one thing. The N-word. Everything else, have at it. That, that's my opinion. Everything else, have at it. You know? But they're not going to do that because the N-word's all over rap songs. Yeah. So guess, guess what? You can watch Cardi B videos on YouTube. That, that's what I mean. <laughs> yeah. It's all yeah. a bunch of hypocritical nonsense. <laughs> Stupid. Protected. Look, I mean, they went after Dave Chappelle, a black man, and they tried to cancel him over, quote-unquote, transgender hate speech. Most protected class in existence right now is this. Probably in the history of this country. I think so, too, now. Yeah. yeah. I do, too. Agreed. I mean, it's, it's scary, man, because... They can easily come after us again. It just it just takes one person to view one video and get triggered. Remember, on Twitter, these activists over there at Twitter were trying to stop the Daily Wire from actually um, putting what is a woman on Twitter. And it took Elon Musk to say no. It was one or two activists over there at Twitter. And guess what? Those people are gone now. That's all it takes, man, to wipe out your your channel. Right. I'm it's not a fair you, system. Uh, and I'm also telling you, it depends on who's who's looking at the at the video. Yeah. Because you're going to have. Let's be honest. We're you're going to have conservatives. Believe it or not, there are conservatives somewhere in there looking at YouTube videos, and they're and they're watching a video and they're like, you know what? I'm not offended by this. But then the next day, the purple hair, pink hair comes along and watches the, the same video or a different video, and they're like, oh, my God, hate speech. That's but the thing it, is, thing is, the corporate media is definitely protected on YouTube because the corporate media can say whatever they want on YouTube. You can repeat what they say. They could take you down. But corporate media on YouTube, MSNBC, uh, CNN, Fox, they could say whatever they want. None of that stuff gets taken out. Well, that... That comes back to what I was talking about with Alex Stein the other day. Whether they like it or not, or whether they want to acknowledge it or not, there's a rise of citizen journalism in this country. Right. And there's a massive faction of the country that is completely out on ABC, NBC, CBS, CNN, MSNBC, you name it. And we are getting our news from the post-millennial, you know, uh, Tim Poole, the... Uh, you know, OutKick, Breitbart, you name it, the Daily right. Wire, the Blaze TV, 
And my point was the other day, oh, my God, everybody's getting butthurt about Brittany Griner. And, and, and I've noticed nobody wants to acknowledge what Alex Stein is. He's, he's a conservative, I, I guess you could say, I don't know what if you want to call him a blogger, whatever you want to refer to him as. And he's also part comedian, and I know that. Yeah, he's a comedian. But the point is, he works for the Blaze TV, which is a conservative media outlet, a right-leaning media outlet. Do you know nobody brings that up in any article? I have not seen him. One time does it say works for the Blaze TV. They won't even acknowledge the network is in existence. You, you know what? In um, the ESPN article that I referenced in my Brittany Griner video I put it this morning, they don't even mention Alistair's name because I guess they want to keep it very, very opaque. opaque. Yeah. And if um, somebody hears the name Alistair, they'll be like, oh, okay, he's a comedian. You know, he ain't trying to harass or anything like that. I believe they're trying to push a narrative that he was being violent. But if you actually watch the video, it was like really more like comedy than anything. Well, I, I said, let's be real. If Jamel Hill would have met Brittany Griner outside the airport or in the airport, nobody would have an issue today now, would they? Not a single no. person. No. They'd have been just fine. But but because, you know oh, my God, it's Alex Stein, and he's a right winger. We're going to lose our minds. Alex Stein was pretty much acting and asking questions like any other media would for an athlete walking through the airport, trying to get the scoop. He was asking the questions the mainstream media don't want to ask. Didn't want to ask. Do you think it was a fair trade um, to give up the merchant death for you? Nobody ever asked her that question. MSNBC is never going to ask that question. No. Ever in life. You no. know what? I want that question asked to Brittany Griner, point blank, just like he did. Right. right. I want that question asked to her. It's of no consequence to me if these outlets don't want to acknowledge what they want to consider legit journalism. Because, look, it's the journalists that have done this to themselves. When you, when you come out and you report in an untrustworthy way, guess what? People don't want to consume you anymore because they don't trust you. And I'll right. continue to say, above all, the media is, in fact, the real virus here. Yeah. We made a shirt on that, too. <laughs> it's still our best-selling shirt ever. Yeah. 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 Man. All right. Um, thank you. We got 170 people watching on YouTube here. Appreciate you guys. And uh, we got uh, still got 25 people watching over on uh rumble as well um i guess we can just go ahead and uh move on to the next topic here because um uh jordan neely daniel penny now um daniel penny is out on bail because um he bailed out of course alvin bragg he decided you know what let's go ahead and uh charge this charge this guy with manslaughter in the death of uh, Jordan Neal. Of course, you know, the left is typically celebrating criminals all the time because um, we got, we got um, Daniel Penny's take on this and it pretty much echoes what other people were saying too, also as well. So let's go ahead and check this out here. This is on the post millennial. 
Daniel Penny speaks out about protecting passengers from Jordan Neely. I knew I had to act because he was just sitting on um this subway, I believe. Right. Right. He wasn't actually trying to go out and attack anybody. Actually, he was sitting down. He had his headphones on listening to music, so he was kind of unaware at first. But this is um, I believe there's a clip here. As well, instead of me actually reading this, I think there is a clip here. Yeah, this is it right here. So let's listen to this. East Village in Manhattan. So I take the subway multiple times a day. In this instance, I was coming from school. I got out of class around 2.15 and I took the J I was at J Street Metro Tech, took the uptown F train um, at 2nd Avenue. Um, a man came on, stumbled on. He was, appeared to be on drugs. Um, the doors closed and he ripped his jacket off and, violent, and threw it at the people sitting down to my left. He took off his jacket and threw it at the people sitting down. Left. I was listening to music at the time um, and he was yelling. So I took my headphones out to hear what he was yelling. And the three main threats that he repeated over and over was, I'm going to kill you. I'm prepared to go to jail for life and I'm willing to die. Oh, so he told passengers that I'm going to kill you. Okay. You know, this is a, this was a scary situation. And uh, Mr. Neely came on. He was, he was threatening. He's, he's a, I'm 6'2", and he was taller than me. So it was, and there's a common misconception that Marines don't get scared. We're actually taught uh, one of our core values is courage. And courage is not the absence of fear, but how you handle fear. And, you know, I was scared for myself, but I looked around. I saw women and children. He was yelling in their faces, saying, saying these threats. I couldn't just sit still. Some people say that I was holding on to Mr. Neely for 15 minutes. This is not true. I mean, between stops is only a couple minutes. So the whole interaction less, less and less than five minutes. Some people say I was trying to choke him to death, which is also not true. I was trying to restrain him. Uh, you can see in the video, there's a clear rise and fall of his chest, indicating that he's breathing. I'm trying to restrain him from him being able to carry out the threats. And then some people say that this is about race, which is absolutely ridiculous. I didn't see a black man threatening passengers. I saw a man threatening passengers, a lot of whom were people of color. A man who helped restrain Mr. Neely was, was a person of color. True. A few days after the incident, I, I read in the papers that uh, a woman of color came out and called me a hero. What, I don't believe that I'm, I'm a hero, but uh, she was one of those people that I was trying to protect. We were all scared. Mr. Neely was yelling in these passengers' faces, and they looked terrified. Um, the reason why there was no video at the start of the altercation was because people were too afraid getting away from him, and the, the, it didn't, the videos didn't start until they saw that situation was under control. I knew I had to act, and I acted in a way that would protect the other passengers, protect myself, and protect Mr. Neely. I used this hole to restrain him, and I did this by leaving my hand on top of his head to control his body. You can see in the video, there's a clear rise and fall of his chest indicating that he was still breathing. And I'm calibrating my grip based on, on the force that he's exerting. And um, I just, I, I mean, I was trying to keep him on the ground as, until the police came. I was praying that the police would come and take this situation, under, uh, take this situation over. I didn't want to be put in that situation, but 
I couldn't just sit still and let let him carry out these threats. Yeah, so you guys have heard that. That sounds a whole lot like the other people, the witnesses that were there. And you, and you want to know that, something interesting, Rhodes? He yeah. mentioned that it was another black man that was helping restrain him, right? You noticed yeah, that Alvin Brad didn't go after that guy, right? Correct. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, yeah it, it's, it's clearly a race issue for Alvin Bragg. And the media, once again, we just talked about the media a minute ago. The way the media has laid this out, the way they have portrayed it, that's the injustice here. They have slaughtered this kid in the court of public opinion no when it comes it. to making this about race. Also, let me just come out and say, where the hell was the concerned family when this guy was out on the street? Oh, now didn't they have a home. Probably where, get a. Where were they at? Yeah, he was homeless, but it seems like his family um didn't do much to help him. Well, let me point something out. Do you know what happens a lot of times when people end up homeless? They end up homeless a lot of times because they have done so much bad in their life, and what I mean by that is. They've screwed over so many people they know, including the very family that has tried to help them, that the family gets fed up with them and, and they ostracize them. They're like, look, if you can't get your crap together, bleep off. Okay? Right. We have right. tried to help we have tried to help you so many times. It's pretty clear you probably don't want to work. So hit the bricks. If you're if you choose to be homeless, if you don't want to better yourself. We can no longer do anything for you. A lot of times these people have stolen from friends and family. All this kind of stuff. They've scammed family members, yada, yada, yada. Mm. Oh, but now the family is worried about it. Yeah, yeah. You know what the left is saying? Nobody on that nobody on that that um that subway wanted to help him. He wanted help. He wanted help. But his family doesn't seem to have helped him. I mean if I'm seeing a stranger talking about I'm going to kill you and throwing his jacket at people, um, I'm not trying to help you, man. I'm actually trying to uh, save myself from you. Without a doubt. Without yeah, a doubt. Your dumb AOC is making dumbass comments like that. Yeah. This, the, I, 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 I'm worried about what's going to happen with this kid. At this point, I am. Yeah, especially, you know, in um, in New York City under Alvin Bragg. Now, Kyle Rittenhouse, he, he beat his rap in Minnesota, Minneapolis. So maybe there's a chance that um, that um, Daniel Penny, Daniel Penny should not have even been charged. Shouldn't have been charged. Oh, at all. It should have been a clear case of, of self-defense, self-preservation. Yeah. In in harm's way, I'm defending people. I'm I'm. This is self-defense. Never ever should have entertained the idea of charging this. Yeah. And they should they should have come out and been very steadfast about it. Alvin Bragg and Eric Adams should have come out in tandem together and said, "Look, it's very clearly we believe this is." Uh, an issue of self-defense, blah, blah, blah. We do not believe this is a racial issue. No, there definitely you go. not a racial issue. No yeah. evidence whatsoever. 
that this is and, racial, especially when you got black people saying that Daniel Penny was a hero. Right. And and by the way, if you take to the streets and start burning our streets down, we will arrest you and prosecute you to the fullest yeah. extent of the law. Yeah. Don't let it happen. Yeah. And our third story they ain't do pretty that. much ties in, man. The reason I guess we can just go ahead and jump into it then. The reason why Daniel Penny is charged with manslaughter right now is mainly because of our third story here. Rhodes, I believe the biggest threat to America, if you want to pin it down to one individual person, that would actually be George Soros. Huh. Because huh. Rhodes, huh. it looks huh. like the, George Soros. The, the boogeyman. Gotcha. Looks like George Soros is uh, pretty much about ready to retire now. And George Soros has kids. And he is handing the reins over to his son, Alex Soros. And Alex Soros is not going to bat down. Actually, guys, he says he is more political than his father, who wants to destroy Western civilization. These guys are dangerous right here. It says here, left wing mega donor George Soros told the Wall Street Journal that his 37 year old son, Alexander Soros, is taking control of the financiers 25 billion dollar empire. Soros, 92, a hedge fund manager who built his fortune five decades ago by placing wagers on in uh, global stock, bond and currency markets amid economic and political shifts became a major backer of leftist causes through his nonprofit Open Society Foundations. And Alvin Bragg, funded by one George Soros. Yeah. You people in New York need to wake up. Uh, the foundation reportedly directs approximately $1.5 billion annually to other organizations, universities, and um, political action committees worldwide. George Soros himself has become known for financing political action committees dedicated to electing reform-minded uh, district attorneys and law enforcement officials. He previously said he would not allow one of his uh, five children to take over the organization. But Soros reportedly changed his mind after confirming his son Alex would command a group which has funded several leftist activist groups around the world as well as educational organ organizations. Quote, he's earned it, Soros told the journal. We think alike. Alex told the outlet he intends to be more politically active than his father and would broaden his father's vision for a more liberal society. Uh, it, it, it ain't liberal. It, it, it's basically um, mm. leftist um, communist. Quote, I'm more political. Alex, who um, has uh, recently met with uh, Beijing Biden's administration officials, Democratic lawmakers and other government leaders such as uh, Brazil's uh, President Luis Inacio Lula da Silva and Canada's Prime Minister uh, Justin Castro, suggested the organization would play a significant financial role in the 2024 presidential race. Here we go. Absolutely. Uh, quote, as much as I would love to uh, get money out of politics. As long as the other side is doing it, we will have to do it too. He said, 
according to um, the F, uh, the Federal Election Commission records reported by the New York Post, Alex donated seven hundred and twenty six thousand nine hundred dollars to the uh, Biden victory fund for the 2020 election and has contributed approximately eleven million dollars to left wing pats since 2010. Man, so. The boogeyman is yeah. getting out of the business, and his radical son is now going to be taking over. <laughs> Freddy Krueger Jr. steps in. Great. Yeah. Dude, dude. at some point, if we ever can retake the White House, something's got to be done about this Soros. Can we just say it? Soros crime family? Did I say that out loud? I didn't say that out yeah. loud, did I? I, I not, I'm going to tell you who is... Very interested in George Soros and is keeping a, a, an eye on him because he fully understands the impact that this guy is having on society, and that is Elon Musk. Elon yeah. is keeping a very close eye on Soros right He now. already called him evil. Yeah. He called him the book. Uh, he called him a, a Marvel villain. He, Ma Magneto. Yeah. And then later yeah, apologized yeah. to Magneto for calling him George Soros, which is hilarious, but he's not wrong. We're looking at the real-life Lex Luthor right here, and nobody gets that. It's like, this is the guy right here, guys. This is the snake behind the scenes. He's influenced everything. These radical DAs and mayors have done how much damage to this country right now? A ton of damage. Oh, my God. Left-wing cities? are mainly being destroyed by the lights of George Soros, Alvin Bragg, uh, George Gasson, Kim Fox, and, um, Kim Fox, Ted Wheeler, Ted Wheeler. Who else we missing? Corey Bush. Yep. And Corey Ron DeSantis yeah. removed the Soros um, DA in Florida because he wasn't um, prosecuting crime. George Soros ultimate goal is the destruction of the United States of America. Of law, law and order. These people should not be elected to office. And he's had way too much influence. He is destroying this country. Some people just want to watch the world burn. Michael Caine. Michael Caine from The Dark Knight. Yep. Probably one of the greatest it. movie lines of all time. Yeah. Next to um, I Ain't Got Time to Bleed from Predator. <laughs> That's that's the greatest movie line of all time, by the way. <laughs> You're hurt, man. You're bleeding. I ain't got time to bleed. Yeah. That's my favorite movie line. Is that your favorite movie line? For oh real? man, that's man, Jesse Ventura and Predator Man. He's just looking at <laughs> he's bleeding. He's like, I ain't got time to bleed. <laughs> you got time to duck? <laughs> what what's your favorite movie line in? Uh, I love you, I know. Oh yeah, Empire Strikes Back. Yeah. 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 I think initially Han was supposed to say I love you too. And I think oh, it yeah. was Har I think Harrison, it was, I Harrison, think Harrison Ford it. actually changed that. He changed He told the line. he told George yeah. Han Solo wouldn't say that. He, correct. He wouldn't. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he wouldn't. Yeah. You're right about that. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Uh Rhodes, what do you got on deck? Oh, man, I've got uh I've got uh, a, a few things here we can go to. How about we talk a little 
Ooh, we the ain't talked much about this. Let's talk. Say it again. The Little Mermaid. No, no. Let's let's get the chat fired up a second before we go to Mermaid. Let's talk a little bit about the fact that Trump is boat racing the living Destroying. hell out of Ron DeSantis now. <laughs> yeah. I mean, this is like DeSantis better be careful. He's becoming a blip on the radar at this point. Okay. Yep. I mean, he is he is getting blasted. The the the, the post the post indictment numbers are starting to flow in, and it has gotten way worse for Ron DeSantis at this point. Way worse. Yeah. Yeah. This is the. I cannot stress this enough. I, I Democrats, you are strengthening Trump's base. When you see these numbers like this, you do realize Ron DeSantis lost supporters he had that have now have now moved over to Trump. According to CBS News and the YouGov poll, President Trump is leading his top primary opponent, Florida Republican Governor Ron DeSantis, by nearly 40 points. Wow. 61% of GOP voters said they will support Trump, while 23% said they will vote for DeSantis. Former Vice President Mike Pence and Senator Tim Scott each have 4%. Who the hell is giving Nikki Haley 3% yeah, is she, all she's I would a globalist. love to know. She is a globalist. She might as well just be uh, running as a Democrat with stuff she's saying about Ukraine. When asked how Trump's recent federal indictment will change their view for the former president, 61% said it won't change. 14% his view will be they will look at him for the better. <laughs> this is this is hilarious. Yeah, I wish that um DeSantis would have never declared. Me too. Because now now I'm wondering is he hurting himself for 2028? Oh, without a doubt. And and look, I'm hoping he doesn't hurt himself to the point he can't get elected in 2028 because as of right now, he looks like the guy, although I think we can't sleep on Tim Scott. I mean, Tim Scott's kind of rising like a meteor at yeah, this he, point. You I, know. I think Tim Scott may end up being um, – I Trump's think the other president. other people are yeah they basically vying for being Trump's running mate. I don't think DeSantis will. I think Trump is going to end up selecting Tim Scott. Is there any chance that behind the scenes Trump and DeSantis is running a game on everybody and he's going to pick know, DeSantis man. as his VP? What you know, and they already that, um, know it. Well, you notice that um, Trump has not attacked Tim Scott at all. He he likes Tim Scott. A lot. a lot. He wished him luck in the race. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Now, DeSantis, you yeah. know, being his primary threat, you know, he went after him. And people were criticizing Trump for that. But if you're trying to win, you're going to have to attack your political opponents. You just got to. I get that. Maybe, maybe some people didn't like some of the things that Trump was saying. Like, I will criticize Trump for this. He said that Ron DeSantis ran Florida badly on COVID. That's just no, Trump trying to didn't. be political right there. Yeah, and I, yeah, I was didn't. like, 
That come on, that's that's BS, Trump. That's BS uh, right there. Nobody believes that. Did you see? Weirdly enough, Gavin Newsom praised Trump. To I saw that, and and that he it's going to be in that interview tonight that comes out on Hannity. You Praise know, him Hannity, what? Hannity, Hannity uh, praised Gavin Newsom. Evidently, Trump and Gavin Newsom had a went out and had a dinner together, and he said the dinner wasn't political at all. He thought he praised Trump. He dog DeSantis way out. I mean, Gavin Newsom and DeSantis hate each other anyway. But it was pretty surprising. He was like, I was surprised Trump was really gracious and nice and blah blah blah. And I was like, Oh, so Wait they, a they 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 were just eating lunch or something and they that was went it? they yeah, they had and they was talking about COVID and, and this and that and the other and and evidently Gavin and Trump aligned on a lot of the COVID stuff, I guess. Yeah. And well, Wait you know, Trump Gavin was, Newsom, Gavin yeah, Newsom tried to shut down for, California. Well, yeah, but you know, there was places Trump. You know, Trump shut down a lot too. Let's let's be honest. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that was and, initially, yeah. but then he was like, you know, "Why don't we open up by what was it, Fourth of July or something like that?" You know? Yeah, he was like, he was like Trump's. Um, Views on COVID were a lot closer to his views but, on COVID, but, and they but got you got to remember also, you got to remember also, that was in the early days of COVID when nobody really knew anything. Even Florida shut down too. Right, I mean, er, everybody right. was shut down for a little bit at least. Yeah, I was. Now Florida, I was surprised. Florida, Florida was one of the first places to open though. He didn't dog out Trump at all. I was pretty surprised okay. by that. So, but he he clearly. Hates DeSantis with a red hot white passion. He cannot stand him. Uh, I wonder what's the angle then. Do, you, do you know think Gavin Newsom is about to drop his name into the hat? Well, the Democrats keep claiming that they want Trump to win the primary because they're going to boat race him. They well, no, keep I'm claiming that. You know, no, I'm talking they're, about they're it on scared D. of DeSantis. They keep saying, "I don't know." You know, they, they. I think the Democrats are playing a very, very dangerous game. Oh, I do too. With that. Yeah. Because I mean, even they, the establishment Republicans, you know, they want DeSantis badly. They're, but well, the thing is, man, the outlook for the economy this year, pretty bad. And going into an election year, boy, they, they better watch out, man. I mean, I don't believe they're going to be able to play the game of hiding Joe Biden in his basement. They're they're claiming DeSantis scares them more in the presidential election because DeSantis will get more moderate and independent voters than Trump will. And do that you is, think? But honestly, tell let me ask you this: Do you think those same independent voters are going to go out there and vote for Joe Biden as bad as things have been, and could potentially get him worse? I hope not. It depends. I mean, because on how that's the whole point of being an independent voter. It depends on how much people truly put in stock the like the quote unquote likability factor. And I there are a lot so of this. many I Democrats believe, that can't even this stand whole, to look at Trump. You know, I believe there's a whole bunch of media narrative with this whole thing. Well, I do too. I think it's. I think it's. I think it's a bad, bad play by the by the Democrats. Yeah, if they by the establishment now, overall. For the record, I think Trump and DeSantis can boat race any Democratic candidate, either right. one of them. And even in, the general, the and even in the general poll, take polls for what they are, really, but 
Trump has beaten Biden in the polls. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I, I don't get it. I don't know why we're not, why that's not being acknowledged, you know. I think either yeah. one of them can beat the shit out of. Now, I'm going to tell you, RFK scares me way more than Biden. Because yeah, because RFK, RFK is an old school liberal, and yeah. he aligns with, he, he is from an era when Republicans and Democrats were a lot closer together. And now the left has went so insanely left that the left is trying to paint RFK Jr. as like an acolyte of the right. He's not a right wing guy. This guy is, he's, he's, he's woke on environmental stuff. Yeah. But when it yeah. comes to social stuff, he aligns a lot with us on this whole, uh, like he doesn't believe women should be, men should be playing women's sports. Social COVID very much. I mean, he's, he's more on the, on the side of us on COVID than a lot of Republicans yeah, yeah. are, you know, yeah. with a lot of, a lot of the, the stuff they didn't tell us and Fauci not being on the up and up and all this kind of thing. Yeah, you yeah. know. Now let me address this. RFK, this he's, got disease, he's got a he's got a he's got some a kind of disorder. It's not yeah. it's not a mental thing. He has something wrong with his throat, and actually he had a surgery to like improve it. But his mental capabilities are there. This ain't like a Joe Biden kind of thing, by the way. Yeah, no, his he's completely mentally yeah uh, alert and accurate. Yeah, yeah, he's it's it's um they called it. I read what was it called. I, it's I don't remember what it, or something. I don't remember. What I read it, is. it the other day. I went and looked. Yeah, but he's been battling it a long time. Yeah, now, yeah. Actually, um, yeah. Joe Bar Purdue sends a dollar. We appreciate that uh, that donation uh, right there. So gotta thank you for that. Thank you. Wouldn't you say that RFK is actually more right wing than a lot of Republicans right now? Mitt what Romney. I mean, let's the be honest, is, he's way he, more right-wing than Liz the, Cheney. What, what the thing is, he's anti-establishment. He's an anti-establishment liberal. But I, I think he would run under the Republican ticket if Trump and DeSantis wasn't running. You think so? I do, yeah. I think he understands his only way to have a shot is to get past Biden. Because he the, can't the, the get past is, Trump, he can't get past DeSantis. Yeah. But if you actually look at the views of um, JFK, by today's standards, JFK would be a Republican. He was for minimum, right. limited yeah. government, yeah. lowering taxes. Yeah. He was for the Second Amendment. He wouldn't even recognize the Democrats today if he was still alive. Actually, yeah. listen That's to Joe Biden. Point. Listen to Joe Biden from 15 years ago. It's not even the same guy on views. He has been driven so far to the left. I was watching a clip. Joe Biden was saying, no, 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 you cannot mess with marriage. Marriage is between a man and a woman. End of story. States must respect that. That was Joe Biden. That was like 2010. Something like that. Not Joe Biden is, but Joe Biden's always been a liar also. Now, of course, you know, he's putting the um, the progressive pride flag up next to the um, U.S. flag. Stunning. They they moved the flag to the middle on the White House, I think. The pride flag. Yeah, it Not was the, in the middle. 
and it, the American the trans flag were, or the pride flag? Was it no, the no, trans it was the, flag? it was that, uh, no, it was that progressive pride flag. Remember, remember now the pride flag oh. ain't woke enough now. So oh, you got to have the progressive every color in the rainbow now. I forgot that. Yeah, flag. it has that black and brown uh, like triangle angle in it. Yeah, because the old the regular pride fl- pride flag ain't woke enough now. I I will say this about RFK, even though he's audibly hard to listen to, when I see him on TV, I turn it up so I can hear what he's got to say. Yeah, yeah. like he like he he's a Democrat. You know, he kind of reminds me of uh, Tulsi, Tulsi Gabbard in a way. Tulsi Gabbard, anti-establishment. She can't stand the establishment. The establishment couldn't stand her. Th- that's the kind of um, left wing guy he is. And you, you're probably right. He would probably try to run as a Republican. But you got to remember also that Tulsi, when she left the Democratic Party, she was actually out there. She wasn't campaigning for Republicans. She was out there campaigning for MAGA Republicans. Right. right. Yeah. So, like, I truly do believe, I don't know if Tulsi's actually going to go out and I think, you know what? She already said, I am not voting for Biden. I think Tulsi's going to vote for Trump because I believe it's going to come down to Trump and Biden again. She already said, I am not. Oh, she's not voting for Biden. I can tell she's you been, right now. She's going no. she's going to vote for Trump. She's been supporting Trump candidates for a while. Even though she hadn't come out cuz I remember uh she was on a Pat Bet Davis podcast. He was pressuring her. She's like, "I'm not going to give a pick right now." Based on your record since you left the Democratic Party. Yeah. Told yeah. Tulsi's down with MAGA. Well, let me ask you a question. Have Trump and her had some conversations? It could be. I've thought well, about you, that. Are you saying that um, she may be his running mate? It certainly crossed my mind. Is is be- possible because because uh, she can be a link to those independent voters I was just talking about. Yeah. there's got to be something. But that look, that's, but, the, Kamala, but also that's why I said Tim Scott also as well. Kamala Harris served a purpose for the Democrats. Let's just be real, okay? Kamala Harris checked certain boxes. Black, well, black Indian, which whatever yeah, they, she's they claiming were promoting now, her, they were promoting woman, her as um, you know, as as uh, black. The reason why is, believe it or not, guys, the Democrats have been losing black support for a while. I mean, they've lost like ten percent of the black vote since Barack Obama. Each election, they have gotten less and less support from black people, and we'll have to see what happens in um in uh, 2024, because honestly, I don't know any black people personally that's a fan of Biden. My own mother's not a fan of him. Yeah. Well, I mean, when you consider his history and what he yeah. said, I, but, I, well, I don't understand why. Well, I was actually driving ever. I was, was driving her back to Beaumont and, um, and we were kind of talking, to, we don't talk politics that much because we vote for different people, but even she said, she said, they ain't nobody good. That's the way she said. And that kind of really does reflect black people standing with Biden. That they're not a fan of him. Not saying they're going to vote Republican or anything like that, but 
Nikki Joe, Haley's a, gl- a globalist. For for oh okay. no shot. Okay, okay, yeah. Yeah, I, I agree. I agree. No shot. I'm gonna be real. I don't like Nikki Haley. How about that? I'm just putting that out there. I I, I, don't I, I never really I had any opinion her. on her. I never had an opinion on her until I actually started listening to what she was pushing. Nah. She'll be honestly, if she was to get in, it'll be World War Three. Yeah. She's one of those globalist um, Republicans that'll get us into World War Three. So I uh, uh yeah, she she feels a lot like uh, a Mitt Romney in female form, kind of. Yeah. She's a little bit more right than that, but, you know. Uh, the the moment she called out DeSantis and offered to host Disney as a company, yeah, that I was too, like, that's no, turn I'm, off out, as well. I'm out on you, lady. Yeah. I was never in on her, but still. Um, we got Super Chats here, man. We got to get into it. Okay. $50 from... Poppy Cates, we appreciate that donation. Really, really do. Thank you for that. Thank you for that donation because that supports these strings because these strings get taken down, so there's no revenue coming in. Uh, we got a, a super sticker from Alvin Spencer for $10. What does it actually say? That didn't say it shows a, I guess, like a Superman. Oh, I got a little, like, it looks like a little pear flying yeah, through the yeah. air with a super Superman cape on and a little headband. That's kind of cool. That's yeah. cool, man. I like that. Yeah. Thank you for that. And we got a new channel member, uh, Bernie7044. Thank you. Hope to see you on um, the member live stream on Friday. So become channel members, guys. Become yeah. channel members. We appreciate it. Thank you for that. Yeah. And Thanks for if, donations. We, if we want to get into it, we can talk about it. You know, uh, let's talk about, do you want to talk a little bit about the Little Mermaid? We can talk yeah, a little let's bit about it, the Little Let's do it, man. Let's talk Little Mermaid. So, guys, you know, Little Mermaid came out, Disney, um, another... They've run out of ideas, so they've got to launch yet another live-action Disney resource out there to to get everybody to show up at the theater. The only problem is their content is so woke that when it comes to international box office, well, that that can be a bit of a problem. Well, yeah, it's a massive problem because if you didn't listen to us the other day, John was talking about the fact this budget was two hundred fifty dollars, uh, two hundred fifty million dollars, and then you add another probably two hundred fifty million to it. Probably had a budget in the five hundred million dollar range. Man, it's expensive. It's very expensive. So the box off the box office came in over the weekend, and guys, it is ugly when very liberal, progressive Disney sucking. Variety is now coming out and saying your film is a nightmare and that it's going to be a flop. (laughs) You're in a lot of trouble because we're talking about an outlet that absolutely wants to be invited to every Disney event known to man and that never has any ill will towards Disney, but even they can't even hide exactly how disastrous this Little Mermaid is fiasco has become three holdovers from disney rounded out the top 
of the North American charts. In third place, The Little Mermaid added 22.8 million from 4,320 screens, declining 46% from the weekend prior. After three weeks of release, the live action remake is swimming along. I see what you did there. With 28 million at the domestic box office, but, and it's a big ass but, I mean, it's a Sir Mix a Lot but, but the big budget film has been struggling at the international box office where ticket sales have been floundering. I see what you did there too. <laughs> with $185 million. Yes, that's considered floundering because the movie costs $250 million to make. This is where it takes an ugly turn for Disney. At one point, there was hope The Little Mermaid would near the $1 billion mark. And after a disappointing turnout overseas, it'll be lucky to hit... $500 million. Whoa. Whoa. Based on my calculations, Rhodes. Yeah. That probably yeah. means that they're going to take, if this thing only hits $500 million, and, and they get roughly half of that money back, they'd lost $250 million on this movie. It's a disaster. It's oh, a. Oh, they're not done. Not, they're not done, man. Indiana Jones is saying, hold my beer. Yeah. Yeah. A whole whole my dial of dial of wokeness. Look, I <laughs> when when I saw the Indiana Jones estimate, like when you made your video the other day, I thought, okay, this thing's gonna open at like at hundred and ten. And then I got to look and I was like, sixty million dollars yeah, yeah. for an Indiana Jones movie. Sixty forget, million forget dollars. Forget this about Indy, man. We said that um that budget was like three hundred million. From what we're hearing now, it's worse than that because they spent even more on production, reshoots and stuff like that. Oh, they probably spent six hundred million on that movie. They probably. Yeah. I'm talking about production budget wise. I wouldn't be shocked now if they spent like over four hundred million on this thing. And with marketing, they may be in on like seven hundred million for this movie. Let me ask you a question. Is there any chance that between The Little Mermaid and Indiana Jones that somebody, anybody at Disney, at Disney walks away from this woke ideology? No. That they say, we just can't no. do this anymore. You know what's going to have to happen? Shareholders going to have to sue their ass. Yeah. Kathleen Kennedy's going to she's going to have to get fired, man. She's going to have to get fired. This Indiana Jones movie, I believe is going to lose more money than Little Mermaid. She was leaving anyway. She not gonna get fired. She might get fired. We won't well, ever know it. We won't ever called, know it. Publicly. She's stepping away. That's the way they'll frame it. She's but retiring in, into in another reality. position. Yeah, because she's almost seventy. I think she's gonna be seventy this year. Yeah, she's gonna have to go, man. Well, the word has it this was her last movie anyway. That's been the word for a while at Lucasfilm. Yeah. This was she was waiting. Until the release of Indiana Jones. Now, somebody came out the other day and said uh, that they're actually, somebody actually brought up the fact that I guess Disney is trying to dog out family, fans because they're claiming that we hate women, I guess. Now, that's the, the, yeah. the angle. The angle they're circling back around to is that because we don't like the fact that 
that Phoebe Waller Bridge lady, and we don't yeah. like the fact that Ray was the the good the good girl or the the heroine in uh, the Star Wars movies. That we're back to it's back to woman hating. We're we're haters of women now again. That that Ray movie, if it gets made, is going to lose money. Now now look at this Rhodes. It's going to be disastrous. This, I mean. Let me throw this at you. Burn money. We're talking solo area is where that film. Let me give you. Up. Let me give you Kathleen Kennedy's resume here. Force Awakens was going to make a whole bunch of money because that was the first Star Wars movie in like 10, 11 years. Okay, even though I didn't yep. like the movie, it made a lot of money. Okay, Last Jedi got destroyed by people. It made money, but it got destroyed. Then Solo. Lost money. The first Star Wars movie to ever lose money. Then you have all these problems with episode nine. Fire the directors, the writers, whatever. J.J. comes back. That movie got destroyed by people. I don't know if it lost money or not. But then Willow, a disaster on Disney+. Plus. They pulled it. Obi-Wan Kenobi slammed by everybody. Did you watch Willow? Any, no. I didn't watch no. it. I didn't no. watch it. No, I wasn't going to watch that. I, I thought you watched it as soon as it came out. No, I thought you no, <laughs> no. Wasn't you I a big from, Willow fan? Like I wasn't. A, oh, I the mean, original Willow. I love the original Willow movie. I, I was okay on the original, but I wasn't. I, I mean, wasn't it wasn't like Star Wars, but um, as, I did like it a lot. Right. It was part of my childhood. But then you have Indiana Jones, Dollar Destiny. Rose, this movie may lose $300 million. How can you actually keep her around? With that, they'll never, they'll never let us know it. She's retiring to it. Lou, yeah. uh, Kathleen Kennedy is moving to executive vice president of blah blah blah. It she'll it'll look like a promotion, into slash retirement promotion. They'll cover it up. We'll never know she got fired. This has got to be it for her. Th you know? This has to be. Yeah, this has Maybe. to be. But the thing Maybe. is. Be careful what you actually wish for, because who's going to take worse. over for? It could get worse. Yeah. Who is it going could. to take over for? I mean, does Fabro want to take over Lucasfilm? I would feel more comfortable with him. But that book of Boba Fett was a disaster. Um, well, if you listen to the rumors, season three, he wasn't but for the as most part with Boba Fett. Yeah, yeah, that's true. The Mandalorian Man, I, I ended on a strong note. The last two episodes were good. The last episode was really good. Yeah. I wish that some billionaire, true Star Wars fan would just buy it. Buy it. Well, I keep hoping Elon will buy it. Oh, yeah. I wish that he would. He's a big Star Wars guy, you know? Yeah, Elon, why don't you buy it, man? Listen to George. And you Make too. a commitment to actually listen to George. And YouTube. <laughs> but but I don't know how much um, Disney would actually sell it for. I mean, they bought it for $4, four billion. They'd take 10 or $12 Seven, billion for it, right? $10 billion? Yeah. 12 how billion? about eight? I was thinking more like eight. But I mean, how I much know. did Elon pay for Twitter? 50, 44 50, billion? 44 billion, yeah. I think yeah, that's what it so is. that's not that's change that's that's change on the in the couch cushions, Elon. Just go ahead and jump out there. Yeah, yeah. 
You can say, buy, you know what? Buy the MCU while you're at it. Get a package deal. How about, <laughs> yeah, how about two for 20? We'll you know call what? it good and save screw, the Screw the MCU. I'm much more of a Star Wars fan. Um, buy, buy Lucasfilm. Buy Lucasfilm. Hmm. And purge the activists out of um, Lucasfilm. Purge. Can you imagine his first day walking into Lucasfilm's offices, carrying a carrying a kitchen sink like he did in the Twitter? Oh, better yet, better yet. <laughs> you know what he can make a good sign? Carry a bus of a bus of George Lucas in there. Be like, where, we're bringing we're bringing Star Wars back. <laughs> where one of the big, big ass like I don't know where my my Santa Claus Yoda hat is. Where the big ass you remember in that video I made that time with the big ass floppy Yoda ears? Elon yeah, yeah, can go. Yeah. Elon could go walking in the Lucasfilm wearing that, carrying a kitchen sink. <laughs> I remember that. I remember that. So, oh, it'd be hilarious, man. Yeah, yeah. Uh, anything else, Rhodes, or are we all done? No, nah, I think we're good, man. All right, I think we're good. All right, we appreciate everybody coming out. The people on um, YouTube, make sure you subscribe to the YouTube channel if you're just watching the live stream right now. Uh, follow us also on Rumble. Uh, appreciate everybody. Um, Checking in over there. Very, very good live stream. Thanks for all of the uh, Super Chats as well. I got a question for the chat. Can I saw somebody mention something about having trouble sending a Super Chat earlier. The Super Chats came through. Are you guys having an issue leaving comments on Super Chats? Because I noticed the last two live streams, Super Chats have been blank. And if there's a problem, we need to find out why you guys can't say what you want to say. You know. Oh, wait a minute. Hold on. I'm looking at here. Yeah. Oh. That's no words. Like, if you click on send a super chat. It's, wait a minute. Hold on. I could. Oh, okay. Okay. No, because when you click on it, by default, it goes to $1. And you can't actually write anything with a dollar. So you have to click on the next one for $2 or $5. And then... Uh. But it it will allow people. You know what? Can I yeah. actually? Yeah. If if you by default it's just going to one dollar, and you can't type anything for a dollar. I think that could have been an issue. You have to adjust it to two dollars to start writing something. I just wondered because I was like, we got a fifty, we got a yeah. something else, and I'm like, I mean, maybe nobody wants to say anything. The last two days they were blank, and I wanted to make sure there wasn't a problem, a problem, yeah. problem. You know, yeah. But if you so. send a super chat, you're gonna have to send more than a dollar, I guess, to write something, because yeah. that's what I'm seeing on my end over here. So, yeah. Okay. Yep. All right, guys, that's gonna wrap it up. We'll talk to you guys tomorrow, 10 a.m. Central Standard Time. Peace. We're out. Till next time. <laughs>